Hello again, friends, and welcome on into a glorious victory edition of the Sco Show. My name is Mark Schofield. Happy to be with you. The New England Patriots run their record to 2-1. and one. Just in the last few minutes, the game has gone final. The New England Patriots, and this was a fascinating game to watch because if you think of the buildup, you had the Las Vegas Raiders coming in. They're 2-0. and They're coming off a fascinating and impressive victory over the New Orleans Saints on Monday Night Football. And there's a ton of talk in the in the week leading up to this game and the hours leading up to this game. Measure and stick kind of contest between these two teams. Patriots are one on one. Raiders are two and zero. Darren Waller, Derek Carr, John Gruden, all their weapons, their ability to run the ball. You saw some of that early. This is one of those games that we felt New England had to have, and they got it. And it was another fun game to watch. It's just two games in a row now where these games have been a joy to watch. And I'll say, Cam Newton makes watching this team fun. It's just fun. That scramble late in the game where he pulls it down, gets up, and he screams, and he does the first down thing. It's just fun. It's fun. And so we're going to have our great, our good, and our bad, our takes of the game. we got two of them from the Scotia Slack channel. And, of course, some game balls. Let's start with the great. And... I want to put it this way. Quick little history lesson for those of you out there. Back in the 1940s, Army football was the big show in town. Army football was tremendous. And there was a stretch during the 1940s, during, believe it or not, World War II, where they were almost unstoppable. They would outdraw NFL teams at that time. And during a three-year stretch during the 1940s, West Point compiled a 27-0-1 record, claimed at least a share of three straight national championships, and saw two players win Heisman trophies. In 1945, that team went 9-0. They ranked first in the nation in the most points scored and first in the nation with the least points allowed. And leading the way for them were two running backs. Two running backs that came to be known as Mr. Inside and Mr. Outside. Glenn Mr. Outside Davis, Felix Doc Blanchard, known as Mr. Inside. And you can look up West Point football. You can read all sorts of stories about them. But they rewrote the Army record book. One of the best backfield tandems in college football history. Blanchard won the Heisman in 1945. Davis won it in 1946. And they were just the story in college football. And I bring them up because I feel like today... We saw the Patriots develop their own Mr. Inside and Sony Michelle, their own Mr. Outside and JJ Taylor. And oh, by the way, Rex Burkhead, who got into the end zone how many times today? 
But I feel like they have an inside game with Michelle. He seemed to figure out running north-south. J.J. Taylor in that crack toss game gives them some speed and some quickness to the edge. And we've talked about it a lot on this show, right? Sony Michelle might not be the best fit for sort of their outside zone game. He seems to be much better at gap and power. When they get him going north-south, he seems much more comfortable. Now with Taylor, you get somebody that can get you to the west, to the edges, in that sort of east-west running game. And Burkhead gives you a bit of both. Watching this game today, I felt like the New England Patriots have one of the best running back rooms in the entire National Football League, and they didn't have James White for the second straight week. And maybe Sony Michelle read the tweets. Maybe Sony Michelle heard all of us talking. Because how did he finish the day? Nine carries, 117 yards, averaging 13 yards a pop. Burkhead, six carries for 49 and two touchdowns. That's two rushing touchdowns. And J.J. Taylor, 11 carries for 43 yards. And obviously, Rex Burkhead, your lead and receiver, seven catches for 49 yards and a touchdown. This running back group was huge today. Also huge. This offensive line, this... Patchwork offensive line. Isaiah Wynn at left tackle. Joe Tooney at center. Shaq Mason at right guard. Jermaine Illuminor at right tackle. And yes, Michael Owenu, a favorite of John Limarakis and everybody over at the Scotia Slack channel. He gets the start at left guard. Massive game for him. When you can get the Russian yards they put together as a team today, when you see some of these blocks come together, this is going to be a game that the Brandon Thorns, the Duke Manny Weathers of the world, are going to jump on once the All-22 drops because this offensive line did a tremendous job. And again, you've got Michael Wendu making a start at left guard. You've got Joe Tooney sliding over to center. Spoiler, they're getting some game balls. The crack toss game. Nikhil Harry. Isaiah Zuber. Damier Bird. Julian Edelman, on those crack blocks. And the reason why we're talking about Mr. Outside, J.J. Taylor, is because those receivers did a great job setting up those runs with those blocks. So that was huge for this team. The screen game was huge for this team. We're going to go over some of the individual plays in the second half of the show but the screen game really sort of came together. You had a couple of different ones. Obviously, the one that comes to mind, the Rex Burkhead touchdown before halftime where he launched himself into the sky, into the clouds, and then finally drops into the end zone. Shaq Mason with a great block to get in front of that. Cam Newton did a very good job with that throw. Rex Burkhead did a good job with that catch because that wasn't the easiest of catches to make kind of out in front of him a bit, but Mason gives him the initial block. He makes the first defender to miss in space. The screen game really worked nicely for this team today. Included a couple, not all. There was one to Bird on a tunnel screen off of play action front side, tunnel screen back side that was a bit dicey, but some of the receiver screens worked well too. Nikhil Harry, I hope this kind of puts together to bed a lot of the stuff. Um, 
the stop route in the second half to move the chains on a second and long. That's something we didn't see from him last year. And the timing and the rhythm on that and the throw from Cam Newton, we joke about the Tom Brady circle of trust, but if there's a Cam Newton circle of trust, Nikhil Harry's in it. And if you would have told me this time last year that, oh, next year, Nikhil Harry is in the Patriots quarterback's circle of trust, I would have thought you were crazy. But that's where we're at right now. And that is tremendous to see. On defense, there's two things I want to talk about. The pressure game. It starts with Chase Winovich. I thought he had a monster game. But obviously, we're building towards that fumble, sack, touchdown at the end of the game where you've got Shaquille Calhoun, Shaquille Calhoun, excuse me, Dietrich Wise, and Chase Winovich on a three-man rush getting home, and what was critical about that play and what it exemplifies, if you can get pressure with three and you can drop eight, you are going to take stuff away. And on that play, Evan Lazar was the first to point it out. And then when you see some of the replay angles, you can see it. They're running too high. They're running Tampa 2. You've got the middle of the field runner. They're running the middle read concept where Darren Waller is trying to get between those safeties and Carr can't throw it. Because you've got the two safeties, the middle of the field runner underneath it, the two safeties bracketed. He doesn't feel comfortable pulling the trigger, and they're able to get home with just three. That is huge. Now, yes, game script has a lot to do with that. When you're up the way they were at that point in the game, you can run those coverages. But when you have the confidence that you can still get home with three, that makes you much more confident in calling them. And finally, look. The big story in this week was Darren Waller, right? What's going to happen? Darren Waller. How are they going to handle Darren Waller? He's a mismatch nightmare. They did it a couple of different ways. First up, Jawan Williams. They did some also too high stuff, some robber stuff. They nailed down on some of those crossers as well. How did he end up his day? Two of nine. I mean, excuse me, two catches, nine yards, averaging 4.5 per reception, no touchdowns. That's pretty tremendous. So that's the great. Up next, we're going to do the good and the bad. We're going to go through basically some individual plays that I wanted to highlight as I was taking notes. That is ahead on episode 137, a glorious victory installment of the Sco Show. Mark Schofield back with you now. Episode 136 of the Sco Show, glorious victory installment. New England Patriots with a victory over the Las Vegas Raiders by your final score of 36-20, running the record to 2-1 and one on the season. It's Chiefs week now. Like, we're not going to talk Chiefs yet. This is a big one. They can steal this one. But we're not going to get ahead of ourselves. We're going to enjoy this victory. I did want to address quickly two things before diving into the, the good and the bad. Um, I got a question from a gentle listener, Leslie Stanford, at L-E-S-S-L-I-E-S-T-A-N-F-O-R-D on the timeline. Why we didn't feature the outfield, your love, and the glorious victory installment after the week one victory. We'll build to that. Try to save that for some big ones. And to revisit the Chiefs for a second, I'm just saying, look, New England pulls out a win at Arrowhead. You might hear some outfield. 
So, hey, you know, if you happen to be a Patriots player and you're dying to hear some your love next week, well, you know what you got to do. Also, by the time this comes out, many of you will have begun your fast. To our Jewish listeners, I wish you an easy fast, Yom Kippur, the Jewish holiday of atonement. I wish all of you an easy fast. Let's talk your good and your bad, work our way through the game, some of the individual plays. Uh, Raiders open and drive. First throw of the game from Derek Carr. We almost had a pick. Brian Edwards, little stop route. Gilmore, great coverage. Deflects it at the catch point. I thought he almost came down with that. I thought, ooh, we're in for a day. You also had second and 15 there. After a false start, Chase Winovich, his first. Good job here. He scrapes off on the edge, makes a tackle on a run by Josh Jacobs. Holds him to just a six-yard gain. And then on 39, you get a good push by Dietrich Wise. Carr is forced to throw it away. And you saw it right there, that first 39 situation. I had hypothesized during the week that you might see on those 39 situations, Stephon Gilmore on Waller. Here, Juwan Williams does it on 39. Good coverage. And Carr is forced to throw it away. New England's second drive of the game. They force a little uh, a false start on a fourth and two. That was their best their first good offensive play of the day was a false start on a punt. So, yeah, it was a bit of a slow start, a bit of a slow start. Um, the Raiders, their next drive, they get down into New England territory, get down deep into New England territory. But then, look, Adrian Phillips comes down from the box, gets a pop on Josh Jacobs, J.C. Jackson with the recovery. When they came back from the break... From the commercial break, Nance and Romo in the booth were saying it looked like Jacobs got it back, but the Patriots don't perhaps dodge a bullet on the replay there. Still ruled to have the football. They didn't do, it any, do anything with it. Newton does too much on the next drive, on that third drive of the game, which we will talk about when we get to the bad stuff. Next good thing to talk about. 3 nothing Raiders, Patriots' fourth drive of the game. Here you go. Final play of the first quarter. Tossed to win with a great pull around the edge from the left tackle spot from Isaiah Wynn. That's your first crack toss play. That Mr. Outside game starts getting going from Isaiah, from J.J. Taylor, excuse me, get a gain of nine on first down. Also on that drive, play action crosser to Edelman. Just an absolute rocket. I was in the group chat um, with some of the more notable names of football Twitter that you would probably recognize talking about Edelman. Newton's velocity on that throw, just an absolute rocket. You also had an end around on that play. Isaiah Zuber for a gain of 12. The screen gets blown up, so they're forced to settle for a field goal, but signs of life from the offense. The defense comes back, forces a three and out, forces a turnover. You know, fumbles forced by Chase Winovich. He beats the right tackle with a speed move to the edge, gets his hands in there, Dekert wise with the recovery. Again, that pass rush, we mentioned it in the start of the show. Tremendous job right there from that group, getting your team a short field. I wrote at the start of the drive, they need a touchdown drive. They got some good plays on this drive. Second and 10, delay handoff to J.J. Taylor for a gain of eight. Third and three, J.J. Taylor left side on another crack play, another crack toss play, gain of four. They get to the edge, J.J. Taylor again on first down. I wrote there, Taylor's speed, making edge perimeter runs much more effective. They're forced to settle for three here, but you get yourself a lead and it's set up by the defense with the turnover. Next good stuff. 
New England's sixth drive of the game. This is the one before halftime. Had some great plays here. Sony Michelle with some good footwork on the inside on the first play of the drive for a gain of eight. And then the second play, second and two, plus 16 on the run. Get him north-south. Good footwork again. And this is where I first wrote it down. Mr. Inside and Mr. Outside. Then they get a screen to Michelle for plus nine. Another good cut on that run. And then a couple plays later, I love this. The fake bubble screen, the throw to Damian Bird on the vertical. Love that little design. Newton sold it really well. Screen to Rex Burkhead for the touchdown. We broke that down already when we were talking about the screen game. But that was a tremendous drive from the Patriots offense. The next drive of the game from the defense, however, we'll talk about in a minute. Now we're into the third quarter. Patriots finally get possession after a missed field goal. Scores 13-10. Starts off with Cam sliding in the pocket and Jakob Johnson for a gain of six. Sony Michelle, another north-south. Good block from Johnson. A second from 15 play. Cam wanted the deep shot. Jessica Brand had said prior to the game we'd see some smash. You saw it here on the second of 15 play. He wanted to throw the deep shot, the seven route, the corner route. It wasn't there. So he checks it down. Burkett's wide open in the flat. Big gain. Picks up the first down on a second of 15. Then they go. Toss play to the left. It's almost like student body left, student body right. Those old John Robinson USC days with Marcus Allen carrying the rock for them. This is an outside toss play to J.J. Taylor for the left plus six. Rex Burkhead inside. There's Mr. Inside at Burkhead now because he can do it both. Uh, good footwork for a run of four. Then they go tempo. Left side run for Rex Burkhead for the touchdown. Again, good body control getting into the end zone. I wrote down, now you've got up 20-10. You need to get that three and out to keep momentum on your side if you're the Patriots defense. What do they do? Three and out. Jonathan Jones on 34. Good pass breakup. You get that three and out. Patriots. Another good couple of plays here on their eighth drive of the game. You get a slip screen to Burkhead, plus seven. Cam gets pressured, finds Edelman late in the play. Move the chains there. First and ten, great footwork from Michelle to the left side. Great blocking on that play. The drive finally does stall. But Nick Folk, good from 32. Folk had a pretty solid day. Next play, um, Raiders, ninth drive of the game. First and ten situation, inside run. Dietrich Wise gets the stop there. Stops that. We go into the fourth quarter now. A couple of good plays. First and 10, uh, Butler and Bentley, they stop Josh Jacobs on an outside zone play to the right side of the offense for the Raiders. Stop that for a loss. Then on second and seven, just inside the 10-yard line, uh, they try to throw the quick post route, that Bayonet post route backside on the left to Darren Waller. Devin McCourty reads Carr's eyes, jumps it, breaks that up. And then on third and seven, they're trying to run that double China seven concept where they got the two trips formation, two outside guys run in routes. Inside guy runs a corner route. Corner route's covered. He's forced to check it down to the flat, and they're forced to settle for the field goal. So now you've got 23-13. I wrote, you want a nice, you want a nice long ball control drive. And Kyle Duggar gets blowed up on the kickoff. So now you think, gosh, you're starting from your own 14. First down, inside give, gain of two. Second and eight, he's forced to move off of play action, forced to throw it away, but the flag comes in, defensive holding. Somebody held Edelman in the secondary, and that gives you the first down. Then the next play, this is where they run that sort of throwback tunnel screen to Bird. 
You fake the front side, outside zone. You come back through the tunnel to the left. That gets blown up, so it's second and 11. That leads us to the Harry stop route, which I broke down earlier. Rest of this drive, the big play that I want to highlight, Cam Newton, the scramble on second and eight, pulls it down, slides, gets up. He's screaming, does the first down and a route. If he's happy, I'm happy. They get the touchdown to Rex Burkhead. Folk misses the PAT, but it's 29-13 at this point. And you're pretty much thinking this one's over. Some Last play I really want to talk about, uh, Bethel's coverage on the kickoff. And then, of course, we mentioned it earlier, the, the strip sack safety to kind of put this one out of reach. Some of the bad, generally, look, slow start from the offense. And that drive on the defense right before the half, that was bad. That was bad because look, you get the DPI. And I think in the heat of the moment, that was a good play by Stephon Gilmore because he was beaten. He was beaten by Aguilar. And if you give up a touchdown, that's bad. That's awful. So at least give him, you know, the DPI so it's the spot foul. You don't hand him the touchdown. So that wasn't too bad. But then Renfro beats Jonathan Jones deep. That was a tough route to cover because he goes over and then breaks vertically. It was a great throw. They did just enough to keep him out of the end zone. But then, look, you give an extra life, right? I know you want to sell out against the run, but, man, that touchdown was wide open. So, yeah, that that drive was bad and the slow start from the offense were the two general things I want to hit. In terms of specific plays, the um, the sack by Crosby on New England's second drive of the game. Nothing was there. It was a bit of a coverage sack, but I'd like to see Newton throw that away a bit faster. They also had a screen to Burkhead before that that was really slow to develop. Harry on New England's, Nikhil Harry on New England's third drive of the game. They ran an end around to him. This is something that I have noticed with him, though. He does sort of hesitate and slow up before contact rather than just playing fast and playing through it. I'd like to see him play fast and play through it sort of in those like prior to contact moments. I'd like to see him do that. And then the Newton interception, he was just trying to do too much. And I get it. You've made a couple of guys miss, but you want to make a play, but he misses the underneath defender and threw it right to him. Would, again, love to see him just throw that away in that moment. Um, the second and 10 play on their fourth drive, the screen that was blown up by Arden Key, this was going to be a touchdown. This was six. Roma talked about it during the broadcast. You had Owenu and Wynn sort of in front of it. This was six. Arden Key gets a hand on it to tip it, but if that doesn't get tipped, this is... Worst case scenario, you're looking at first and goal inside the five, but this is probably six. Shame they couldn't hit on that one. Uh, Gilmore, the DPI, we talked about that. Into the second half now. Jawan Williams did have a defensive holding penalty on Waller, but I think given how it all helped and how it all ended up, you're okay with that. Um, they did give up on a second and six play. It looked like they ran either Yankee or a variation of Yankee, which I talked about in a video this week to expect from the Raiders, and they ran zone. You had Brian Edwards on the over route, right in the middle of the field. It was this, it looked like the same exact play. I'd have to see the All-22 to see exactly what it was, if it was Yankee or the variation I broke down. But Edwards had that same exact route that Carr hit Edwards on against the Saints on Monday night. 
So, yeah. Um, first and 10 on New England's seventh drive of the game. Again, this is their first drive of the second half. Illuminor gets beaten badly by Crosby um, on a play. That was just bad. That was just bad. Um, what else? One more negative thing. Um, ninth drive of the game for the Patriots. This is in the fourth quarter. They run play action. Cam gets blitzed. Huge job by Sony Michelle to pick it up, pick up the blitz. But then he had those two crosser routes, one from Edelman and one from Harry underneath. And as Romo said, the one to Harry was open. He doesn't throw that. He forces one into Edelman. It could have been picked. Edelman got blowed up on it. Would like to see Cam sort of take that easier throw there. But look, this is where we hoped they would be. They're 2-1 and one after three games. It's played out somewhat to form, but the team is fun to watch. The team is fun to watch. So kudos there to this Patriots team for getting to 1-2. and two. Obviously a big one next Sunday. But first, before we get there, some game balls. Offensive line, tremendous job by the offensive line. I just, to, to mix and match some guys and to have the game that they did, get to give some offensive game balls to J.J. Taylor, to Sonny Michelle. And we'll give one to Rex Burkhead, of course, for the game that he had. We'll give one to Cam Newton. I think he's done a tremendous job. On the defensive side of the ball, Dietrich Wise, Shalit Calhoun, Chase Winovich, you guys get some game balls. We'll give one to Juwan Williams, who got the task of Darren Waller. I think he's earned a game ball there. Now, takes of the game. We got some takes of the game. And we've got two of them from the Scotia Slack channel. Some good jokes. Again, if you want to be a part of the Slack channel, it is just tremendously awesome. It is tremendously awesome to see everybody in there all the time, 24-7, the video games, everything. But during game days, it's the best. I can't even keep up. I'm trying to take my notes and watch the game. I can't keep up. But these two stood out. Jessica Brand, this is early in the game. Isaiah Wynn is not it today. Slow getting out of his stance. Jared with the response. Probably was drinking during the Georgia first half yesterday, which, yeah. Yeah. Georgia struggled and Wynn struggled early, but but he turned it on later. The other one, which I thought was fantastic, John Limarakis, who should be getting kudos for the Michael Wen new takes. He was a little bit spotty, a little bit MIA in the first half, but he came out with a bang, guns blazing right around halftime. Jessica Brand talking about the mixed... Field goal attempt by the Raiders, breaking it down as she does the kicker position among everything else, but especially the kicker position, which she does so well. A little bit unnecessary hip width and expansion on the kick, and then John Limarakis lowers the boom. Sounds like a birthing technique. Tremendous stuff there from John. But, folks, that will do it for me. I've got to now get back in front of the TV. I'm going to be doing... Five observations from the game tonight over at USA Today's Touchdown Wire. Um, you'll hear from me next, um, in all likelihood on Wednesday. Um, sort of perhaps thinking of tinkering with the schedule a bit um, over at the Pat's Puppet Podcast Network because now we're getting shows on Wednesday. And you'll hear from me soon, let's put it that way. But until then, friends, stay safe. For those of you who are observing Yom Kippur, I wish you an easy fast. Um, take care of your loved ones. Wash those hands. And when you do, sit along. And bless those Patriots reigns down in Foxborough.